Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Well, good morning and happy Tuesday. This is the Bible Reading Plan podcast, and uh, my name is Brendan, and I'm we're back with Kim Brown. Um, Kim, you are a more recent member of Victory Point. Um, what ways have you begun to get involved at Victory Point? For myself, um, I think one of the very first things that we did uh, as a family to kind of get involved is to fill out one of those connect cards. Yeah, okay. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that spurred a conversation with you, Brendan, because uh, now you had our phone number. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so you could give us a call yep. and just say, hey, you know, who are you and what are you about? Um, and that was our first real official, like, personal connection with Victory Point. So we thank you for that. Yeah. Um, but then kind of seeing how, you know, what's going on in the church is by from the e-news that now that we're signed up with. Uh-huh. That was one of the first starters. But since then, we've done um, pickleball. So we play pickleball on Tuesdays and Thursday nights in the gathering area at the church. Mm-hmm. And all are welcome to attend. If you're interested, you can see Jimmy Rotman or myself. And... I joined in on fire starters. I just kind of went all in. We, we've yeah. got a handful of MCs mission available. Team. Yep, our missional communities available at Victory Point, and we're on the hand-to-hand mm-hmm. um, missional community there. And I started jumping in on the missions yep. team yep. a little bit, and now into the preaching cohorts. So yes. As you can tell, I kind of listed a lot, but I'm kind of an all-in yep. person. So. Um, you're going to be preaching in April. We won't say what date. But you're going to be preaching in April, so it'll be a surprise. Yes. And so I'm looking forward to that. Thanks for being a part of that. That's been a great thing. Um, yeah, I remember the first time, now, now that you're jogging my memory, yeah, we had a phone conversation and then we met up at Panera. We did. With you guys in the Duchesnes. Yep. And had a chance to hear each other's stories and I really appreciated that. Share a little bit. Yeah, I thanks did for too. jogging my memory about that. Yeah. So uh, today we're, we're going to be reading from Psalm 95. Okay, you were saying that you don't typically read the Psalms or it's not like your cup of tea all the time. I don't, I'm not a very um, poetic kind Mm -hmm. of person. I don't write real, I don't write poems and Uh I'm not really one to be, I guess, into poetry. Yeah. That's not like your language. It's, it's not. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I know a lot of songs are derived from that. I mean, when they're in songs could be considered poems as well. And, and I get that. And I am very musically, um, I enjoy music and I enjoy listening to all different kinds of music. So I can see that pulling some of the verses out and putting it to song, song. it just, it hits me differently than just Yep. Reading Psalms. But reading Psalms is not necessarily... No, so I yeah. don't normally just yeah. read them. Well, if you want, I can just sing this psalm for you. No, I'm just, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Very cool. Well, would you like to read this one and then we can um, just reflect on it together? Yeah, I right. would do that. So it's Psalms 95 and it starts out, Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth. 
The heights of the mountains are also his. The sea is his, for he made it, and the dry land, which his hands have formed. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Oh, that today you would listen to his voice. Do not harden your hearts as the Meribah, as on the day at Massa, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm looking good. to Brendan, um, <laughs> in the wilderness. Uh, let's see. So verse nine says, when your ancestors tested me and put me to the proof, though they had seen my work, For 40 years, I loathed that generation and said they are the people whose hearts go astray and they do not regard my ways. Therefore, in my anger, I swore they shall not enter my rest. So when we were about to read this, like before we started recording, you said, even though I don't usually read Psalms, this one was one that I kind of liked. I did. Yeah. What, why was this? Why is this a psalm that you kind of liked? You know, it really talked about making the joyful noise and singing our, our praises and being loud and energetic. And huh. and then it goes and then, you know, bow down and kneel before our Lord, our maker. So it it just kind of hit me that I'm more on the worship kind of yeah. side of it. Yeah. And I'm usually one that can... Like I said, I can get engaged in yeah. the musical side of that. So this so will kind of hit home a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Look that. Um, one thing that I, I, I didn't notice before until you were reading it again, it was um, make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. And we yesterday just wrote, read a story about Moses striking the rock. Right. So, um, and then in his hands are the depths of the earth, um, out of which flow springs of water, right? So, um, so acknowledging God as the giver of, of life and as, as the giver of the water at Meribah. Um, so I don't know, that's something that I just kind of noticed, but for me, this Psalm was about God as a shepherd. I know there's other Psalms that talk about, you know, like Psalm 23 talking about God as a shepherd and, um, Verses seven says, for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Oh, that today you would listen to his voice. So first of all, I'm thinking of the people wandering through the desert that we read about yesterday, Exodus 17, following God through the desert and having to listen to his voice, having to be tuned into God and how true that is for us, that that's the journey of being a disciple is not necessarily following a prescribed set of rules, which is the law, right? Not saying, okay, I'm just going to be a moral person and obey what I think is right, but to focus our eyes on a person who's leading us through all kinds of things in our lives, through the ups and downs, through the whole landscape of our spirituality and our life journeys as a people and as individuals. And how important it is for me to be really tuned in to Jesus' voice um, for us to be really tuned into Jesus' voice um, when there's so much that can distract us. And like yesterday, even the past kind of bugging us to, you know, lies like 
you should go back there or that would be better if you hadn't come this way or he, if you hadn't followed Jesus, it would have been better. Right. Um, but to be tuned in. And then, and then in verse 10, it says, for 40 years, I loathed that generation. This is, um, I think this is God. Wait, where it is. Okay. Verse 10, for 40 years, I loathed that generation and I, and said, they are a people whose hearts go astray and they do not regard my ways. And that word astray made me think back to the sheep verse. Um, that there's there's kind of two sheep that are being talked about. There's the sheep that listens to the voice of God and follows, and there's the sheep that just kind of goes astray. And um, and it, that sheep doesn't enter his rest. That, you know, don't let your hearts get go astray. Like, regard my ways. Pay attention to me. Listen to me. Um, and yet at the same time, I think about Jesus who leaves the 99 and goes, finds the sheep that has gone astray you know, Jesus, salvation and mercy. So I don't know, it kind of comes full circle to me of Jesus' grace as a shepherd to include even sheep that have gone astray to reconcile that. Um, and yet still the the imperative to look out for God and to follow him, listen to his voice. And, and I think that's, that's real good clarity. Um, yeah, that was actually really good. Thank you, Brendan. Is in the, in the last verse that I read, it said, therefore, in my anger, I swear that they shall not enter my rest. Mm-hmm. And when I first read that this was that scripture, I'm like, why are you stopping there? You know, because <laughs> uh-huh. it's, it's kind of not really a good place to to stop. But I think you summed it up really powerful and why, you know, that, you know, it's he is going to focus on those other 99. So mm. it's 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 OK in you know, he's still going to focus on that. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Like I, it does end that way, right? That That's how the Psalm ends. That's the end of verse 11. And I can look to Jesus as the ultimate um, interpretational lens for all of scripture. And I can see Jesus saying, yeah, I'm going to go after the one who, who was, who wandered astray. Um, if I was just to dwell on this scripture passage, I also don't want to erase the fact that it does leave on like a, a kind of a sour tone. Yeah. Like, ouch. It kind of leaves you like hanging and feeling a little like, I don't know, like I kind of want to revisit. Uh-huh. I want to make sure I get rest. I know. I know. <laughs> you, do, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I don't want to, you know, uh, uh, tone down this psalm because it has some great images in here about God being a gentle shepherd and providing for us and feeding us. But then there's some real warnings in here. There's real consequences to hardening our hearts. There's real consequences for going astray. There's real consequences for um, not regarding God's ways. And that's real. I don't, I don't want to erase that in the passage either, you know? So I think it's good to hold both intention, but yeah, it does kind of sting like the end of that Psalm. And I, I can't really excuse that either. Yeah, no. And I totally agree. And the other thing it made me think of is that, um, therefore in my anger, mm-hmm. so that kind of leads us a little bit into God's characteristic that he does get angry and he, he is going to get upset if we do go astray and don't follow his ways and those yep. kind of things. Yeah. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. We uh, Jesse and I talked about this uh, two weeks ago um, in, in the, pod, the podcast, talking about um, Psalm two, where it says, uh, "Kiss, kiss the son like the king, uh, so that he doesn't get angry." And it's talking about God, and I'm uncomfortable with that. So we talked a little bit about anger there, but um, if we put ourselves in God's shoes, 
and I, I'm thinking for me, the role of being a parent yeah. and wanting to give good direction to your kids and knowing what's best for them and to see them wandering back into the same holes, you know, falling into the same traps, um, getting back into the same patterns that are so unhealthy or hurtful to them and others. It's like, uh. right. I know. And just, and, and that's why I picture it with God too. If we keep following down those same paths, he's, I don't know. It's not really like he's going to slap up, uh, slap us upside the head uh-huh. or something, but you know, it's going to put things in our path to kind of help steer us a different direction. Yeah. And I think there's a, there's a version of God's anger. That's his anger on behalf of us against sin, power of sin and darkness and death in our lives. And in this case, the Israelites, the, the sin that is, I mean, they're wandering in the desert of sin. I don't think, I don't know why it's called the desert of sin, but it's called the desert of sin. It's probably some Hebrew word, but, (laughs) but they're wandering and turning back to Egypt is like the definition of sin, you know, going back into slavery and the desire to go back into slavery is like, got to break God's heart, not just because he did so much to rescue them, but because he knows that it's not the truth that it's good. It's he knows the truth that it's not the best for them. And it's gotta be really frustrating for God to not just, you know, smite the people. <laughs> right. <laughs> so um so I think I think it's I think we could do, man, a whole year of sermons and podcasts about God's anger and to wrestle with that. But I think it's a good thing to pay attention to and not ignore in scripture. So yeah. Well, thanks, Kim. I think that's, that's um, man, this is, a, this is a little bit longer one, but thanks for keeping <laughs> keeping with it, you guys. Um, tomorrow, we're going to be reading Romans 5. Um, we've been in Romans for the last couple of weeks, and uh, these are some good passages. So, um, oh, I mentioned being on a podcast with Jesse. That was not two weeks ago. That was three weeks ago, just for reference. Um, you guys can go back and listen to that one. It's on about Psalm 2. But um, yeah, tomorrow we're going to be talking about Romans 5. So have a great Tuesday, and we'll see you then. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.